I also forgot about Brendan just before. He's also away today. <laughs> uh, he's at St. Lucia. He just started his college mission today. I think he might be preaching tonight or next week, so we'll also pray for him in a second. Uh, I'm just going to read today's Bible reading. It's from John chapter... Verses 1 to 9, and I'm reading from the New International Version, John 15. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we can gather today and sit under your word and learn from you. Lord, today we, we think of Pastor Darrell, who's away on long service leave. Lord, give him a refreshing break away. Lord, help him as he comes back in two weeks' time to uh, fit in well and catch up with all the things that have been happening. And Lord, I pray that you'll help, help him to lead us faithfully. Lord, we also pray for both Davids, David Daniels and David Butterfield, who are both away this morning. Lord, pray that you'll also refresh them. Lord, we pray that you'll bring healing to David Butterfield. And Lord, that you bring both of them safely to lead the church in the coming week. Lord, we thank you for Brendan and his ministry here, and it's great to see him growing so much this year. Lord, we just pray for him as he's away this week on college mission at St. Lucia. Lord, as he teaches, as he learns, uh, Lord, pray that you give him your words to say. Lord, help him to uh, soak up the experience and the insight at another church uh, and how, how that church works. And Lord, we pray that you'll help him to bring it back here and also to keep serving and leading you faithfully in this church. And Lord, now as we come to have a look at your word this morning, Lord, we pray that the words that we hear today will be your words Lord, pray that you'll speak to us, challenge us to live for Jesus. We pray these things in his name. Amen. Today's world is all about staying connected. Whether it's our mobile phones, checking emails, or Facebook, it seems that our current generation is all about staying connected. Every day, every hour, every minute, every second, people are checking their Facebook statuses, checking their emails, refreshing websites, just to stay connected. It's even got to the point where some people, or maybe it's just me, I want to be connected so much that I 
have this chronic tingling sensation on my leg. I think my phone's vibrating, and then I pull out my phone, and there's nothing there at all. It's just all in my head. You see, we're so much about staying connected that we really feel it when we're not connected. Uh, for those of us who are always on computers or our smartphones, remember the times when, there's, uh, when you have absolutely no 3G reception, whether it's in the lift, going through a tunnel, or just in a black spot. While you're playing Candy Crush or doing something like that, it really hurts. Or the times when your internet is down just for a few minutes, and you get all worked up. Uh, after last Thursday's thunderstorm, uh, our home internet was down for a day, but it was a whole day. <laughs> and there I was sitting at home thinking, no emails, no Facebook, no YouTube. Man, my life is lost. I can't do anything. I'm not connected. And even if you're not into computers, you still want to stay connected, whether it's to your family, to your friends, and what's going on in the world today. You see, we all want to stay connected, and we all know what it feels like to be not connected. Well, this morning we're looking at a passage、um, and this idea of staying connected with someone much more important than internet or Facebook. In fact, this year, if you remember, our vision is about connecting. And I've been feeling that we've been focusing on a lot of stuff that we need to do. To be connected with God, to be connected with each other and with our community. And we've been teaching about a lot of things that we need to do. We've been looking at Nehemiah, which talks about being connected with God, with God's people, and with the Word. But we haven't really looked at something specifically that's so simple yet so foundational to our faith. You see, following Christ isn't just about doing, but The heart of it is a being, it's being found in Christ. The doing is just an overflow. And sometimes I think we just assume that we know all this stuff, but I've been really convicted that this is something that we need to hear. So today I want to look at John 15 and this notion or idea of simply staying connected with Jesus. I know many of you know this stuff,、um, but maybe we just need to freshen up because, you know, we can talk about all we want, we can do all we want, we can preach about doing all these things praying, giving, reading, and doing more for God. But none of it really matters if we aren't connected to Jesus. Why would you bother doing anything at all? If you've talked to me recently,、uh, I call this Christianity 101. We're getting back to the basics. You see, I was able to choose any passage this morning, and I could have told you to go to more prayer meetings, to think about your giving, to be involved in ministry, to work on our community, or anything else. But nothing will really change if you don't know Jesus, if you're not passionate about Jesus, or if you're not connected to Jesus. And as we look at this passage in John, The context really helps us understand the significance of the passage. We pick up John 15 in the middle of what's called the upper room discourse, or John's account of the night before Jesus was betrayed. Oh, Jesus was crucified the night he was betrayed. It's a farewell speech. They've just left the upper room and they're on the way to the garden. 
And here Jesus is preparing his disciples of what it's going to be like after he dies, rises again, and ascends into heaven. He's telling them how to live, what to think about, and what to focus on in this time when Jesus is away. So as we read this today, this passage speaks to us also, how to live, what to think about, and what to focus on as Christ's disciples as we wait for Jesus to return. This passage is quite meaty, and we could literally spend hours poring over this metaphor, the meaning and the curly questions coming out of this passage. But this morning, as we look at these verses, I really want to present a simple message for us to chew over. For those of us who do know Jesus, I hope this is a reminder and a time for you to refocus. And if you're one of those who are still learning more about Jesus, I hope this gives you a real picture of what Christianity is all about. And the metaphor here is really easy to follow. There's a vine, there's branches, and there's fruit being produced. When the branch remains in the vine, there's fruit. When the branch doesn't remain in the vine, there's no fruit. And God is the gardener. He prunes and he cuts. He prunes the fruitful branches to be more fruitful. And he cuts off the unfruitful branches and they're thrown away. And I think the message for us is pretty simple. All we got to do is remain or to stay connected to Jesus. So let's have a look at verse 1. And it begins with a sweeping statement. When you go to the shops, uh, you'll see a sticker on some items that says authentic product, whether it's an authentic Apple product, authentic merchandise, or authentically Australian-made. And it's there to distinguish the real from the fakes. So as we look at verse 1, this is the kind of qualifier that we find. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my father's the gardener. You see, the symbol of the vine was used a lot in the Old Testament. The vine was a decoration on the temple building, and Israel was described as a vine or a vineyard many times in the Old Testament. But each time that Israel is described, it's described as a useless vine, an unfruitful vine, the people failed to do what they were supposed to do. We saw a glimpse of it at the end of Nehemiah. The people, they were hopeless, as you read. They failed to do what they were supposed to do. Everything in chapter 13, they broke what they promised in chapter 10. So here, this background, when Jesus qualifies himself and says, I am the true vine, he's saying, I'm what... Israel failed to be. I'm the fulfillment of God's promises to Israel and about Israel. You see, Jesus isn't a fake. He's not going to stuff it up like Israel. He's on the way to the garden to be arrested to the cross to fulfill God's plan. It's a bold statement. He's the fulfillment of the Old Testament. The promises, the prophecies, the narrative about this vine, Israel, it all points to Jesus. And as Jesus prepares the disciples, and he farewells them in this passage, this is his first big statement. I am the true vine. You see, when Jesus goes away, other vines might pop up, and they're all fakes, they're all dead ends. People, beliefs, practices, 
We can see it around the world today, even in the church. People who want you to follow them instead of Jesus. Beliefs that take us away from Jesus. Ministries which aren't related to Jesus and practices that don't have anything to do with Jesus. You see, Jesus is the true vine. And here Jesus wanted his disciples to remember this. He wants us to remember this. So don't be led astray. What a timely reminder for us in this day when there's so many things both in the church and outside the church that are taking us away from Jesus. He's the true vine. And our role in this metaphor is really simple. I'm just a branch. You're just a branch. We're all just branches. Jesus says in verse 5, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. It's so simple. We're just branches. And what's the role of a branch? It's to remain in the vine or to stay connected to the vine. That's all a branch has got to do. It's emphasized in this passage here. Eight times in these nine verses, Jesus says, abide, remain, stay connected. You see, this is what Jesus commands the disciples here. And this is what the passage says to us today. Stay connected with Jesus. Trust Jesus. Have an intimate, close vibrant relationship with Jesus. How would you describe your relationship with Jesus if someone asked you today, are you connected and close to Jesus? Or is it a bit distant? When's the last time you really connected with Jesus? Is it in the last day, the last week, the last month? I was at a pastor's conference in Sydney last month, and this guy, Francis Chan, he was talking about the day his son was born, his youngest and only son, and seeing his nine-year-old daughter delivering his first and only son. And he said he was so excited, he was in tears. So imagine the most amazing, exciting moment in your life that time you graduated, the day you got married, when you had your first child, whatever it is, imagine the most amazing, exciting moment in your life. And then Francis Chan says, as amazing as that was, it was nothing compared to my times with Jesus this week. It was nothing compared to my times with Jesus this week. And when he said that, I really wondered Can I say that about my times with Jesus? Can you say that about your times with Jesus? I distinctly remember my principal at college asking this question during college chapel. And right now, maybe you're like me. There's times where he asks this question, I just grab onto thin air. I've just got blanks. I'm thinking, what am I doing? I go to Bible college. I'm Josh Tan, student in training for ministry, and I forget to stay connected with Jesus. You know, we can get so caught up in being churchy, being religious, being leaders and being doers, that we forget to stay connected to him. We can get so caught up in our work, in our hobbies, in ourselves, 
that we forget to stay connected with him. We forget that it's not about doing stuff. It's about a connection, a relationship with Jesus. It's about being in Christ. We really need to get this into our heads and our hearts. We're just branches connected to the vine, feeding off the vine, his words, his grace, his saving message. Jesus reminds his disciples, he reminds us. The fruit, they'll figure itself out. It'll happen. Disciple-making will happen. Godliness will happen. Ministry will happen. It's an overflow. But our prime concern is to stay connected to the vine, is to stay connected to Jesus. A branch is useless if, unless it's connected to the vine. We're useless. We won't grow. We won't do anything unless we're connected to Jesus. You see, God's done it all for us. In verse 16, if you jump forward, it says that we're branches because he chose us. He connected us. It's all grace, not works. He's also cleansed us, in verse 4, through his saving message found in his word. It's all done. It's all grace. We're just branches. All we've got to do is stay connected to Jesus, to stay connected to the vine, to feed off his word, to stand in awe of his grace and mercy day by day. See, Jesus reminds us in verse 5 at the end, apart from me, you can do nothing. What do you need to do to stay connected to Jesus, to grow the relationship, to be in his presence and in his word? It's pretty simple stuff, Christianity 101, following Jesus 101, staying connected with Jesus. And the result of staying connected to the vine is clearly stated in these verses. Remember, Jesus is the true vine. With the branches, all we got to do is stay connected. And when this happens, the branches, they bear fruit. And I need to point out here that bearing fruit is a result of being connected to the vine. It's something that happens by implication. You see, and maybe I'm pushing the metaphor a bit here, but a branch by itself doesn't bear fruit. No matter how hard a branch tries, fruit doesn't pop out. A branch just can't go, it's time to make fruit. No, it's when the branch is connected to the vine and the vine is pouring nutrients into the branch and then the branch bears fruit. And all the branch does is goes, it connects to the vine, it stays connected and then fruit happens. So all we got to do is stay connected with Jesus. We just got to let Jesus work in us, grow us, pour his word in us, and fruit just happens. Jesus says in verse 7 that when we're connected to Jesus, his words, when his words are in us, then we can ask anything and all will be given. It seems like an outrageous statement, but Understand the order here. We're connected with Jesus. His words are in us. So what are we going to pray? We're going to pray Jesus' prayers, kingdom prayers, fruit-bearing prayers. And God's going to answer them. Why? Because, as it says, it gives him glory when we bear fruit. 
when we show that we're connected to Jesus. In fact, if you read verse 16 again, God chose us to bear fruit. You see, God wants us to bear much fruit. He blesses us with fruit. In fact, this whole passage, Jesus promises, he promises that when we're connected to the vine, we will bear fruit. And what will this fruit look like? Well, a grapevine doesn't produce bananas. It produces grapes. And maybe I'm pushing the metaphor a bit again here, but if Jesus is the vine, the fruit's going to look like Jesus. So naturally, the fruit could be disciples of Jesus, people coming to Christ and growing into the image of Christ. And the fruit could be seen in ourselves, growing in godliness into the image of Christ ourselves. Branches in the vine will bear fruit. So the question here is, are you bearing fruit? Are you part of helping people come to Christ and growing into images of Christ? Are you yourself growing into the image of Christ? The stakes are high, and staying connected to Jesus is a big deal. You see, God's the gardener. He's pruning branches that are bearing fruit so that they can bear more fruit. But he's also cutting off the branches that are doing nothing. In verse 6, uh, branches that do nothing, they're in fact thrown away to be burned. Branches that don't remain in Christ, that they didn't stay connected, they weren't truly in Christ. In this immediate context, Judas is the example. He knew Jesus, but wasn't truly his. You see, staying connected to Jesus is a big deal. So are you bearing fruit? Is there growth in godliness, in Christ-likeness, in you and around you? And if you're struggling to answer these questions, the response isn't, I just got to try harder to bear fruit. The issue isn't a fruit-bearing issue. It's a connection issue. It's about being connected to Jesus. Back to the previous point. We're just branches. All we got to do is stay connected to Jesus. And then we'll bear fruit. It's a result. It'll happen. Fruit that will last will come in verse 16. So this is what it means to be a Christian, to follow Jesus, to be a church that's growing people into passionate followers of Jesus. Well, Jesus, he's the true vine. He's central. He's the focus. We're just branches. All we've got to do is stay connected. And then we'll see fruit that will last. I was in Sydney last week on mission, and it was amazing and refreshing to see and meet people, even blues fans, who were staying connected to Jesus. Just some examples. I stayed with a retired couple for the whole week, and it was so obvious that they were staying connected to Jesus. They had stayed connected to Jesus for more than 50 years. They were in their late 70s, and they're still following Jesus. And just hearing them pray at breakfast, help us on this day with thy power to follow thee and to live for Christ. It was just refreshing above the King James words 
to hear this Christ-centered prayer. It really shows that their hearts were living for Jesus. We sat in on these uh, evangelistic meetups uh, through the weekend. We literally witnessed three people, three Mandarin-speaking people come to Christ. And it was all because of ordinary people in the church, both Asians and Aussies, faithfully staying connected to Jesus and living out their faith. And this really had a big impact on me. It really challenged me. I asked myself, am I really connected to Jesus? Do I have that close, intimate relationship with Christ? Am I living it out in a way that's bearing fruit? And just like that couple, when I'm in my 70s, am I still going to have that raw passion for Jesus? This also challenged me to think about us here at Sunnybank. Are we, as a church, staying connected to Jesus? Is Jesus just the doorman, the entry point only to our salvation, but not the central focus of our faith? How does this idea of staying connected with Jesus and being nourished by his word, how does it affect our sermons, our songs, our services, our small groups, our studies, our Bible studies, and serving in ministry. Are we as a church known as those religious guys, that loud church on the corner, or a church that's connected to Jesus? And lastly, how's your connection with Jesus? Are you connected? When's the last time you've had that amazing, exciting, growing time that time of fellowship and just relating with God, sitting under the word of Jesus. And what needs to change? How are you going to focus on being connected with Jesus? Maybe this is something that you need to bring to God today. Because you see, in today's world, we all want to stay connected. And we don't want to be caught in our faith, in that black spot, when we find out that we're not connected with Jesus, whether it's a minute, an hour, a day, or even months and years. The most important connection for us as followers of Christ and a very simple way to put our faith, we've got to stay connected with Jesus. So how about we pray to that end? Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus, that he's the true vine, the fulfillment of your promises, our life giver through his death and resurrection. Please forgive us for times that we get so caught up in life, in doing stuff, that we forget to stay connected to Jesus, that we forget to come into your presence and to learn from the word of Christ, that we forget to chat with you, to relate with you, and just to live in your presence. Lord, help us to rest in this simple message of the gospel, to be connected with Jesus, to live and remain in Jesus, that we're just branches and you're the true vine. Help us to find time to change our priorities, to work in our busy lives, that we can stay connected with you. And work in us, we pray, both 
as individuals and as a church to bear fruit, fruit in this church, in our community, and in, our wor- in, in this world, to bear fruit that will last for your glory's end. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.